Where to Hunt podcast. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Hi, I'm Dan Small, host of Outdoor Wisconsin, and I listen to Where to Hunt. Man, it's okay. I'm Kurt Geyer with Working Class Bow Hunter. I listen to Where to Hunt podcast, and it's decent. It's all right. Hey, this is Bud Fisher with Catching Deers, and I think the Where to Hunt podcast is all right. Hey there, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, uh, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. Today is September 29, 2020. October is almost here. Uh, I'm your host, Eric Clark, and uh, joining me, per usual, we got uh, the Tubbs, Master Greg. Yeah, the co-host there, guy. There, guy. Do do what you do. You know, you do the stuff, and uh, you know, you 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 put the deer down. That's what you do. Once in a while. I'm just brain dead tonight. You're going to have to carry the whole freaking show. Stupid, stupid Brutal. cold or whatever it is. Anyway, um, by the way, we're coming at you from the OKest Hunter podcast studio. Studio, studio, studio. Please head on over to OKestHunter.com. And if you find some OKest gear, hat, sticker, decal, hoodie, whatever, um, shirts, you can uh, use code W2HPODCAST and get 10% off your order. And to my knowledge, no one's redeemed a code yet. So either people hate that site or they just forget to use the code and save themselves some money. So you can do that and uh, save yourself some money. Do it. Do it. Uh, what's up, man? You didn't see anything in the field time except for some turkeys, huh? Just some turkeys tonight. And it really wasn't... Uh... A total hunting mission to begin with it was just kind of go out there and see if anybody is coming in and they're not and then of course i uh reconfirmed that by pulling some trail cameras and finding out that it's uh right at the end of end of uh daylight they're coming through so just gotta push further back that's right how it is and we got uh, an additional cold front coming through it kind of bumped down in temperatures a little bit and then you know, looking at the forecast, it looks like, you know, Thursday it goes from a low of 41 and then Friday it drops down to a low of 29. So we actually get below freezing. I, I don't know. So would you say the cold front's like Thursday night or Friday morning or like, you know, I don't know, but a high of 50. So yeah, uh, prob- probably Thursday night into Friday morning. So Friday afternoon would be good. This weekend's going to be a good weekend to be out in the woods right along with all the duck hunters. That's right. It is opening so duck. Hoping, I didn't get invited. Hoping, yeah, I won't be going probably. Yep. Southern Southern Wisconsin unit is open for duck on Saturday. All right. All right. Good to know. Uh, we got some other sponsorship callouts we're going to do here. So uh, let me look at my sounds and make sure I get the right ones this time. What do we got here? We're going to do the, uh, let's do this one. Whether you're at work, in a tree stand, or simply waking up, it's important to be alert. There's no better way to get there than with Backwoods Grind Coffee. Ground fresh for every order, delivered straight to your door. Backwoods Grind Coffee. And be sure to use discount code W2H Podcast for 10% off. Backwoodsgrind.com. And, uh, you know, their website smells like coffee. You found your little notepad, huh? Yeah, I was like, oh no, where is it? In my microphone. 
boom was in the way of what I could see. Let's do the next one. <laughs> Take a look at your feet. Are you wearing gum leaf USA boots? You said no. You gotta reevaluate some things. Each pair is handmade and tested to take over a million flexes. These boots will take just about anything you can throw at them. Use promo code W2H2020 for 10% off your final purchase at gumleafusa.com. And you, sir, do you want to do the Vector Custom Shop uh, ad? Well, I don't think I have much of a choice in the matter now, do I? All right, give her. you're looking for a custom built set of arrows built to your specs go check out vectorcustomshop.com uh, you can start out with a test pack it's two arrows built to whatever weight and spine that you want to try out give them some test flights see what shoots best for you and then uh, you can order up a half dozen or a full dozen how you want them at vectorcustomshop.com and when you go to checkout, save yourself a little bit of money by using code where to hunt. That's it. Wow, I'm impressed. What's the deal with the spine numbers? Is it the lower the number, the denser or heavier it is? Correct. So it's it's a it's a stiffer spine, so the arrow doesn't flex as much. And two, it is also heavier. So it's heavier grains per inch. All right. I like it. Thanks for clarifying, because I didn't know that, and I should have known that, but, you know, you know me. I try to, like, keep the, <laughs> I try to, like, really limit the amount of knowledge that enters this noggin of mine based on what the topic is. All right. So, who do we have for a guest tonight? Before we get into our guest interview tonight with Tyler Brooks with Chase Nation, uh, which is who we have to answer Greg's question, <clears throat> let's get into the W2H. Rut Club Radio. All right, Rut Club Radio is brought to you by Heated Hunts. Head on over to heatedhunts.com. Take a look around. Look, they have uh, heated scent dispensers uh, that will heat up like deer scents, urine. They have a synthetic uh, kind of lineup that they have. Uh, some really great scents. Or you can use any natural scents that you might have also, whether that's doe estrus or, you know, dominant buck or something like that. Uh, it'll keep it from freezing when it gets cold. And that scent will travel a lot further, making it more natural, drawing in more deer. So if you want to heat up your rut, please check out heathunts.com and use code where the number two, the word hunt for 10% off of your purchase. Um, also, you know, if you're not aware, Rut Club Radio airs every Tuesday at 5.45 p.m. Central Standard Time. And when you call in, you get entered into a chance to win some of their gear. We're going to announce the winners at the beginning of every uh, next month. <laughs> so in this case, we captured all of our calls throughout September. So we're going to announce our winner for uh, our winners for Heat of Hunts uh, next week's show, uh, the first week of October. And then we'll do the same thing first week of um, November and so forth. You get the idea. Anyway, um, Let's hear some of the calls that we took this week on Rock Club Radio to get a sense of what everyone's seeing and what their season's looking like so far. If you want to call into the show, you can do that when we go live on Tuesday at 545. What up, Chris? You're live on Rock Club Radio. What up, buddy? Man. I figured I'd stop lurking in the comments and actually give you a call for once. Creeper. You're probably like just naked down that. there too, like last time I called you. 
No. I'm uh, actually standing out on the dock behind my house watching the sunset over the water while I'm grilling up some chicken. So, Well, that's pretty picture perfect. That sounds great. <laughs> that's I'd way better be picture than, than what I was thinking, so that's really good to hear. <laughs> yeah, buddy. You going to do some hunting I mean, down there in Florida or what? Your eyes later on, but <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Yeah, I'm actually uh me and my dad are going to take a trip. We got permission on our properties or retained permission on our properties rather. Um in Illinois. So I'm going to try to get up there. I already got the time off work and everything, and we're going to head up uh sometime around that first week of November, uh like that weekend, that first weekend of November. And we're going to stay until the like pretty much through that entire uh, second week. And the main reason being is because uh, I don't know if I ever told you, but a good buddy of mine that I hunt with all the time, uh, his wife passed away from uh, brain cancer last oh, year. It's terrible. And when she passed, she passed during the first week of that rut. And uh, after the first hunt he sat in after the funeral, he killed the biggest buck of his life, which was a mid one thirties up lower one forties class eight point. Ten days later, after we dropped it off at the taxidermist and everything, he killed the second, well, what was now his new biggest buck of his life, which was a boom booner. Um, I think it netted one fifty four and gross uh, upper one fifty or so. Wow. So I mean, he killed both those bucks within ten days out of the same stand. So it was, uh, it was pretty cool. And he and I had been hunting together ever since I pretty much got to Illinois. So and Ain't nobody and more deserving. That's pretty. That's pretty special. And it's Illinois where you're going to be at uh, for your time off. Yeah. So gonna head up there. I might mess around and chase the German shepherds I got down here for deer, but for the most part, I'm a uh, try to stay up in Illinois for, or that's where I'm having most of my focus. Um, Florida season goes from, I think the last weekend of July all the way through until February, depending on where you are in the state. Wow. That's so, a I long mean, season. Holy there's shit. good old boy. Yeah. I mean, there's good old boys down here now that are smoking uh good sized bucks, especially for down here. Um, fairly consistently it seems, but, uh, yeah, I mean, our the area that I'm used to hunting, the rut doesn't predominantly kick in until this next coming week. But, I mean, we'll see. Cool, dude. But so I just figured I'd call. No, man, I appreciate it. That's great. Let us know how it goes when you're up in Illinois, and if you want to scoot on up into Wisconsin to say howdy or something, let us know. We're around. Yeah, that, don't, shit, that, ain't, that ain't too bad of an idea. It's not. I'll come say hey. Yeah. Drink a beer or scotch or whatever you got. Whatever we got. We got all sorts of shit. But I do like scotch. <laughs> I wouldn't turn it down. Scotch, scotch, scotch. Down it goes, down in my belly. Well, okay, dude. Thanks for calling in, man. Um, have fun cooking your chicken on the grill, watching the sunset go down. That's great. Hey, hey, you're live on the uh, Where to Hunt Rut Club radio. What do you got going on? Hey, what's going on, man? Oh, who do we got from Deers and Beers? The better of the two, Ryan. What's up, Ryan? How you doing, man? <laughs> good, good, man. I've been calling for a while, but just, you know, between dinner and kids and stuff, it gets a little hectic around here, but... Yeah, yeah, I can totally yeah, relate. I'll give you guys a call in here and... Hell yeah. yeah. 
see what's going on. I know you guys, have, your your guys' season opens up early, uh, middle of September. We're still uh, waiting around here. I think Thursday's our opener, but uh, early gun season kicked off. Uh, I think it was around the middle of September. Your gun so season starts though, have, in September, just, and then it goes to bow. Early doe season. Yeah, we. A lot of counties, they. Uh, I think it might even be actually, actually be the whole state. You can hunt with a gun in middle of September. And then the weekend before that might be the youth season, which is also firearm for buck or doe. So, yeah, the deer get kind of spooked, you know, between those two weekends. But, uh, yeah, Kyle and I, we were fortunate enough to go out, and I got one in the morning, and he got one Saturday night. Um, so we got some meat for the freezer, which is great, but then our bow season is going to start up here, uh, I think, on Thursday, which is the first, and then – probably go out the, the first weekend and then maybe take a break for a couple of weeks and wait, you know, till end of October, maybe get some bucks moving around, which would be cool. That's good. That's good stuff. I'm glad you guys had some success out there. That's great. And I've seen you guys shooting your bows and, and getting all dialed in and stuff. So that's, that's good to see doing some celebrating with some beer along the yeah, way. Yeah. And you, what part, <laughs> yeah, where, and what part of Michigan are you guys hunting? Yeah. That's the keyword. Enjoy it responsibly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we normally hunt around the Big Rapids, Michigan area, which is middle of the state, maybe a little bit north of the middle, um, where we went for uh, that early dose season was more in the, the middle of the state. We got a line that runs through the state that separates shotgun from rifle, and we were pretty close to the to the line, but on the rifle side, so. Okay. Um, yeah, we hunt a couple of different counties, but you know, so luckily, like this farm, we were able to hunt is like two thousand acres, and we built a really nice report with uh, the farmer who was just like, "Come out, kill as many does." He's like, "If you go out for a bullet, you better come back with none." He goes, "The only good deer is one that's bleeding and running far away." He just like hates the deer, you know, and <laughs> he loves it when we go out there and hunt. So it's just like, it's like hunting in the a dream, win. honestly. Oh my god, you know? that's and, great. <laughs> yeah, I think every time I've gone out there, I've pulled the trigger which is awesome did you you see any bucks when you were out killing those does or no you know i haven't seen too many bucks usually when we go out there it's early doe or it's really late in the season like late december um but kyle actually when he was hunting in the morning he saw two or three just fantastic bucks you know eight point ten point in the farmer he doesn't shoot bucks he's like if i'm going to shoot a buck it's going to be like an absolute giant like a total wall hanger so they got a lot of bucks running around there, big, small. It don't matter. They're all over the place out there. Um, but he didn't see any does in the morning. I was fortunate to see the does in the morning. Then at night, he saw some does, and I was able to get both uh, on film, which was pretty pretty special. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like the new cutting board slash uh, coaster. That's pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. My sister made that for me for my birthday. You guys are making she was like, moves. you're going to love it. I was like, what is it, a case of bush light or something? You know? And she's <laughs> like, no, it's better than that. And I was like, all right, well, we'll see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny, man. No, that was cool. I saw that. I was like, look at this. This is freaking great. Yeah, I was like, where do I buy one? Yeah, I yeah, want yeah. one, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a nice gift. So well, I broke that in last night and finished up some deer from, uh, I think, last year. And I just got back the deer from this year. But I haven't tapped into that yet. I'll probably wait a week or two for some reason. I don't know. But and uh, are you so, getting out well, this? What's going on? Now? Well, so I mean, our our season opened up on the twelfth of September. It's my daughter's birthday, so I didn't go out that weekend at all. I went out the following mm-hmm. Friday, and then I went out this past. I don't know what it was, Saturday or Sunday or whenever I went. Um, and then I'm going to try to go out this Friday, like I was just telling Sam for the cold front, and we'll see, man. I don't know. I'm trying to do one hunt a week minimum, and then when we get to like 
hmm? more rut time. Uh, I'll probably take four days to just see if I can't get it done. Uh, if I don't get it done before that. So trying to hunt more than I've actually hunted in a long time uh, with the family. So it's putting some extra stress on my wife. She's a oh, saint yeah. and Not I'm lucky. <laughs> but, you know, this is part of, uh, this is part <laughs> yeah. of the deal, you know. Dishes, do that laundry, man. Get those brownie points saved up. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did, uh, how far do you guys got to travel to where you hunt? Uh, I travel usually within an hour radius of where I live, um, you know, up to, and I won't go further okay. an hour for local bull hunts. Um I might do some driftless stuff. I got a couple guys that invited me on some hunts. Uh, I'm going to go do a hunt with Deer, uh, Deer Vane, Anthony Heller in October, early October. So um, I, I'll nice. bounce around a little bit, but usually it's pretty close to home. Gun season, we go like three and a half hours away. So that's good shit. Actually, my buddy from Michigan. Who, oh, yeah. He's from Wisconsin, but he lives in Michigan. He's lived there for a long time now. So he's in Grand Haven or Grand Rapids or one of the two Grands. Mm-hmm. And he'll come out this way to Wisconsin for our gun opener uh, weekend before Thanksgiving. Oh, nice. Heck yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, we're about three hours away, so I'm kind of limited, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Saturday, Sunday, Monday, depending on what's going to be the better of the three days. But Kyle's a lot closer than me. He's only an hour, so he's got uh, he's he was playing uh, college football for the last five years, so his hunting has been pretty much nil. You know, maybe one or two days, but he's finally back in the game now, so no excuses for him. He can go hunt, you know, whenever he wants. So yes, literally no more excuses. On him this year. <laughs> exactly right. No <laughs> kids, no girlfriend, just an hour away from the property. Like, does it get any better, you know? Like, Perfect. Hunting. Perfect. Pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. I think you'll just, yeah. I feel like you'll just find him there, uh, pass out a bunch of beer cans around him laying in the, laying in the grass somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, it. that's it. That's what you got to do to Greg. You got to get him all tuned up one night and then, uh, get him sleeping in and go hunt his stand. Cause <laughs> he already got a deer. He knows yeah. where the deer are. <laughs> yeah. I hunted not too far from where he got the deer last time. I didn't see a damn thing. I'm like, and he kicked one up on, on me. I'm like, dude, you son of a bitch, but uh, it's yeah. all good. It's all that's good. How it goes, you know, I man. just want an opportunity, man. You I just gotta, want to drop back. Get, Oh yeah, you know, you just got to get lucky and you know pick the right day and fingers crossed and maybe a deer or two or a buck will walk by and that's pretty much all it is. You can put in all the time you want and it still comes down to you know getting lucky and having one of the deers come by your stand. You know, obviously knowing where they are helps and all that, but ultimately it's kind of out of out of our control. But yeah, I mean it's like knowing baseball. what you're doing. You know, nine out of seven, it's super boring and nothing's happening, and then boom, something comes out of nowhere. You're like holy shit, you know, you, you can't miss it. You know, you blink and it's gone. Happened to me last year. I texted my dad at ten thirty. I said, "All right, ten forty-five. We're getting out of the stand." Ten thirty-five. This huge buck comes walking right under my stand, pretty much. I don't want to talk about it because it still haunts me. But <laughs> yeah, just like anything can happen. You know, flick of a switch, all of a sudden you go from zero to a hundred and. Yeah, I don't mess That's around. When I get in the stand, I get I get all I get an arrow knock like immediately because uh, I have a pretty big not, not fear, but I'm like this will be the moment. Like I will maybe if I don't do that, I start dicking around with something else. Next thing you know, a freaking deer is gonna walk by. I'm not gonna be ready for yep. it. So I try to get that arrow knocked out of the gate, and then I you know do whatever else I need to do. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I can't tell you how many times I walked out to my stand. I come up and I'm like sweating and everything. I'm just like, well, I'm just gonna leave my boat to bottom the stand so I can just cool off and then I'll pull it up, you know and I totally forget to pull it up or I pull it up and I don't knock an arrow. If I knock, it's like upside down or something. <laughs> just like you can't win, you know, but I guess that's user error, but how it goes that's man. for another day. Oh, shit. Well, dude, thanks for calling into Rut Club Radio. You finally yeah, made it sure. on to one of the segments. We're going to go live again at seven with our guest. Um, but this is a good platform, man. Rut Club Radio is where it's at. So thank you for, for calling in. You'll be, you'll be in the podcast tonight. Awesome, man. Thank you. All right, man. You take care. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Good luck this season. Adios. All right. Bye.
Hey, what up, Sam? You're live on Rock Club Radio. How you doing, bud? Good, man. How you doing? Good, good. Other than the sore throat, I'm I'm manning up and working through it here. So the podcast doesn't I stop. I feel like these are the, these are like those days where if you got a sore throat, you got to like keep it a secret. Otherwise, everybody's gonna point fingers and yell COVID. Yeah, that's why <laughs> no one's here with me. Greg's not coming here today. Like Tyler's not coming here for the for the, he was gonna come here and be in studio, and I was like, nope. Let's just hold off on that because let's be smart here. So yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. It's a good idea. Oh, deer movement um, lately has been uh, excellent. Actually, um, got a couple of buddies last night sending me pictures in the darkness uh, after sunset with big bucks down in the ground, and both of them reporting uh, a ton of deer on their hoof. So, you know, we got this cold front that kind of just left and uh, and then we had like a decent day and now we got a cold front again tonight and then tomorrow uh, it's gonna be kind of nasty out again but then friday we got a northwest wind here in southeast wisconsin and this cool down is going to help i think deer movement on friday is going to be phenomenal yeah i'm going out on friday we'll be so in the woods. same here yep. yeah you got you just you just have to be they're going to be on their feet so i'm pretty jacked about um, it we also noticed that some of the deer are still I mean, traveling in groups, I mean, you're still bastard up. I haven't actually seen um, too many solo bucks on their feet. I mean, I've seen a few. There was uh, Dave and I, Dave Bechtel and I were out filming the other night. Dave had a big uh, half-rack, very mature buck. Uh, I'm not sure why it was half-racked. He got busted off by a car or hmm. what the heck happened there. But, but you can see it was busted off above the pedicle. So it was that the old one that I saw the, the picture of but, on Instagram? Yeah, on our Instagram page. Yep, exactly. So that that buck was solo. Uh, he was actually traveling with a couple of uh, fawns hmm. and a doe, which is kind of weird. And then uh, and then a young buck that was by himself. But the rest of the deer that we've been seeing on a day to day basis have been bastard up. So that's pretty cool. I mean, it's good for you if you if you have one and there's more. Good, <laughs> right. good to have options. Absolutely, it's a good point. Everyone, I think, gets excited for, like, the rut. And, like, obviously, if they're still bachelored up together, then, you know, we're not there yet. But I think if you see more deer in one sitting, that's a, that's a better outcome. <laughs> yeah, and plus the rut. Point. The rut is so far away from here. I mean, a lot of times you guys see a, a buck and a doe together and get fired up. And, I mean, I get it. It's fun to get excited, but... Let's face it, the rut's going to be the same time every single year, depending on where you live. It's all photoperiodism. So I see everybody online saying, what, when should I take off of work to... Uh, yep. When's the rutcation going to be? Yeah, always usually it's thinking, the first week of November, right? <laughs> I'm always thinking it's the same as it was last year, man. But if you really want to see deer, if you really want to put your uh, odds in your favor, I, I, would, I would venture to say be in the woods October 28th through November 2nd. That would be the best, best four or five days that you'll hunt all season as far as uh, big bucks on their feet. That's great. You know? Hell yeah, man. I uh, so, I, got, anyways, I got scolded I a number of years ago. We haven't talked in a while. Oh, no. Yeah, dude, it's good. It was great. I remember uh, it wasn't that long ago. I ran into you at the, the park, drank some beers, let the kids play. It was great. It was good stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah, we keep going back there. Now it's a bit cold, but we went back there a few times. I didn't see you. I was always hoping maybe we'll run there. <laughs> I think that was the last time we were there. My wife would just love that. Yeah, yeah. We uh, just abandoned our wives, let them take care of the kids and talk deer the whole night. I was like, oh, sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, rock on, dude. Later, Tyler. Tyler just jumped onto the the chat and said, "I'll take off take off the whole month." That's one way to do it. We're going to talk about that tonight. So, yeah, yeah, cool, man. Thanks, well, Sam. Thanks for the call. Keep up the good work. Love listening to you guys. All right, let's go ahead and get into our interview. Yeah, so Tyler Brooks is on the line with us. Tyler is with the Chase Nation crew. If you don't know who they are, uh, you can find them online, on Facebook, on Instagram. You can find them on YouTube. But most recently, I've been enjoying watching them on Amazon Prime. So there's that. Tyler, what's going on, man? Not much. How are you guys? Thanks for having me tonight. We're Yeah, we're happy to have Coming you. Coming on. Yeah. Uh, our friend Sam Ubel said, you know what? You guys should reach out to Tyler. He has a pretty unique style of hunting, so we're excited to get into that. But before we do, man, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, where are you from? Do you hunt public, private? Like, what are you all about? I'm from southern Wisconsin. I uh, hunt mostly private. I uh, do do a little bit of uh, turkey hunting on public land down here. Um, not so much the whitetail on the public land, but uh, do quite a bit of turkey hunting on public land. Greg, you got a turkey last nice. year in public, right? Or was that this year? I did. No, it was it was last year. Well, this past spring. So it was this yep. year. Yeah, I got him off of public. Mm-hmm. But it helps to have permission on the private next to public, though. So I did have that going for me. Nice. Where? Um, so okay, let's uh, hear about what you got going on. So. You're from southeastern Wisconsin. What do you do at Chase Nation? Are you running cameras? Are you uh, the guy that the cameras are pointing at? Uh, tell us a little bit more about what you got going on there. Uh, anything they need, really. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go film anybody uh, whenever they need, or if I can get away and come film somebody. Uh, a lot of the times I do a lot of self-filming uh, just because you know how that goes during the run. Everybody wants to be out or and, uh, and be hunting if everybody's got a tag. And then, you know, turkey hunting, it doesn't always work out where somebody can come down and film you because, you know, Sam and them guys, they're over kind of north of Milwaukee, so it's kind of a hike for them to come down by me um, just for yeah. just to film a little bit. So, But uh, I film uh, quite a bit with uh, Nate and uh, Cody. We do a lot of filming together just because they, they live right here in town with me, so that's nice. That's but, uh, yeah, I mean – any, anything they, they need from me, I'm, I'm there. So You're like the guy they call up for the odd jobs, and the you're like, the, hey, I'll be there, guys. Don't worry. You sound like you have a really great demeanor about it. Like, oh, I'll do whatever they need. This is great. Yeah. I, I mean, that's how kind of everybody is on Chase Station. It's uh, kind of a, I mean, we're all a bunch of buddies together, you know, doing this. And it's not like, you know, we're, we're there to help each other out. So that's kind of what it's all about. That's cool. Yeah. I like the culture. Teamwork makes the dream work. We, well, I, I think, you know, we had, uh, you know, back before COVID struck and you could shake people's hands, I think we shook hands at Deerfest, uh, back in 2019, um, you know, before that got yeah. killed by COVID. So I know you and Greg definitely got to meet and we hung out at your guys' really super cool booth that you put together, which I don't know, Sam yeah, made it sound so easy. I'm like, man, I wish I could do that. Stuff like that. Right. You drink beers together and <laughs> hang out. Right. My God. Yeah. Wasn't that fun? <laughs> That's crazy. It'll happen again. And I can't wait. So, um, I guess the question I want to ask, because, you know, the topic tonight really is, um, you know, I think when I talked to Sam, he's like, you, you got to talk to this guy because he 
kind of goes off the grid for like a whole month and I can't even recognize him a month later when he comes out of the woods. So I was like, wow, that's interesting. What the first question that came to mind is like, what do you do for a living that you're able to take a whole month off to deer hunt? And then we'll get into like how you like approach all that. But I think that's a, the burning question I have for the audience. Yeah. Uh, I'm an operator for the water utility here in town. And, uh, so we work on water mains and water lines and, uh, fire hydrants, valves, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, dig up the road early in the morning and cause headaches for people driving down the road, I guess, <laughs> road construction. Cool. But, uh, um, I pretty much save all my time, you know, majority of it for, for that month off. And I'm really lucky that way because, you know, obviously a lot of companies probably wouldn't want to have employees gone for months at a time. And, uh, my work lets me do that. So it's, uh, that's pretty much the biggest part is having a job that is lets me do what I can do like that. So um, that's kind of where it all starts, I guess, is getting the time off, the ability to go do that. Yeah, that's great that you are able to bank it and they let you take it that way. Do you like have time off yep. other parts of the year? So you don't like, you know, or is that kind of like it? You kind of blow your load for that whole <laughs> of November? Or do you take like a couple days here and there uh, throughout other parts of the year? Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much save it all up for then. Um, I do, you know, I'll take a couple of days off in the summertime for, you know, go fishing or something, but or a couple of days for turkey hunting here and there too. But uh, yeah, I mean, mostly uh, save up every day possible for for the fall. That's awesome, man. Greg, I feel yeah, like you. I was gonna say, awesome. I feel like Greg, you, you know, as someone that works in like a lot of hydraulics and pressure and plumbing stuff, HVAC, et cetera. Like those are like close cousins, the two, the two entities there for day job stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, the city, the city has their own guys that that'll do the, the plumbing part of it. You know, they're doing the water, they're working on the water mains. Um, all the stuff I did was more residential commercial stuff. So, Everything after the curb stop is what I got to handle or after the meter, but it, they kind of go hand in hand. You know, our work was pretty seasonal on the heating end of things. I would pretty much get screwed for any time off from October all the way into January. So, but now that I'm in my new job, I at least say I can take some time during that, that period where I can get out and do a little more hunting and, and uh, enjoy it. But Tyler's, yeah. uh, Tyler's job, Tyler's job is uh, as an operator. I mean, he, he probably, you probably get shut down somewhat. Uh, you're probably not doing as much though. If you're working for the city, you're probably, you're keeping more, more busy than a standard, uh, you know, operator that works for an excavating company. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, obviously the summer, spring and summer, you know, you're, you're going wide open then, uh, starting everything up. And then, uh, we're super busy too, obviously water mains, water lines, you know, cold weather don't work very well. Ton of broken mains. We get frozen services and stuff. We're getting called out, you know, two in the morning, crazy stuff like that on. But, uh, the really nice part about this is like the fall time, that's kind of our, 
our slow time is to kind of prepare for winter. So we're doing maintenance stuff. We're blowing up all the dead end water mains, you know, all the stagnant water. We're doing our hydrant inspection right now. So we're going around town, uh, you know, we got to inspect every single hydrant in town. And then, you know, come October, November, it's kind of like inventory time. We're getting our parts stocked up for the winter. And then, you know, December is when it's kind of go time again. And that's when, you know, the things start breaking and we start getting busy and working crazy hours again. Your so batteries are totally recharged. Start. You're set back to neutral at that point after yeah. spending a month off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come back fresh. So how do you, like, I guess let's start with, like, how do you how do you prep for a month off? Like, what gear are you getting ready? What attire are you getting ready? Like, what are you bringing with you? And, um, you know, it sounds like private property, so I'm assuming you have a place to stay or something like that. So I'm real curious to hear kind of how you gear up for a month of I'm going to be in the woods every day. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's going to involve six 30-packs of bush light to start with. <laughs> you got to have your priorities. <laughs> yeah, a couple bush lights are involved, yes. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I actually at least land with uh, my buddy Brennan, his dad, and his uncle. And uh, Brennan, he just lives right down the road from me here in my subdivision. So, you know, it works out pretty good. And uh, they actually let me in on the, some land that they leased over on the west side of the state here. And we got a camper over there. And uh, the only thing it has is electric. I mean, it's got the toilet there with the holding tank on it, but we don't have running water or anything. So that kind of makes things difficult. So you got to plan for that, you know, and we got to go down to the truck stop, you know, every couple of days and shower and, um, you know, all that fun stuff. But you do like a pit check. Um, You're like, nah, I, mean, I don't smell that bad yet. I'll just put some more deodorant on and <laughs> push it off another damn too tired. Yeah. <laughs> Wet wipes. Wet yeah, that's a good way to do it. <laughs> yeah. That. That's yeah, that's funny. Yep. And then I mean, yeah, I just you know, I I make a list obviously before I go and I mean I pretty much bring everything but the kitchen sink with me. You know, everything you think you might need or could need comes with. I mean tools and jacks and just everything because you never know what the heck's gonna happen. Um battery chargers for the camper and extra extension cords, ton of water. Um, a lot of easy meals. That's the thing. Cause when you're hunting all day and then you get back to the camper after sitting out in the stand, you know, you're all tired and faces windburn. Last thing you want to do is have to try to make something. So, uh, a lot of microwave stuff, hot pockets and just easy crap like that. Say a crock pot goes a long way. You know, my, my wife, uh, this is like, if you already know about this, like you're light years ahead of me, but I just recently discovered the, and she knew about it a long time ago too, but she puts these little like baggies into the crock pot. So okay. like, when you're done, you just pull this bag out and the, the crock pot doesn't actually get dirty. So there's no washing dishes of the crock pot. Oh, it's magic. Well, that's a great. Idea. In fact, it, we made yeah. chili the other night and I took the bag out and put the bag into the Tupperware. So now I don't have to clean the Tupperware either. It's like, oh, this has changed my life. You don't understand. So yeah. deer camp this season, I mean, and we're I bringing can... a crock pot, but like now I'm bringing these little crock pot bags. So I don't have to clean anything. For sure. And I can attest to the food tasting good and surviving from it because I'm here and still alive (laughs) after eating it. And it was damn good. But if you don't have running water, then you can't, you don't want to like do dishes. So this is like, maybe this is a game changer for you. For sure. Yeah. That, that is a game changer. Yeah. I'd never even heard of that before. So, uh, that's probably going to be the way we do things this year. (laughs) Like bring the venison stew and the chili and everything else. You just slop it all in this bag inside of the crock pot. You're good to go. 
when you're done, just toss the bag yeah, out. Do it again. Yeah, that would work out perfect up there. Say no running water in that. Yeah, heck yeah, that'd be awesome. So I'm excited about that, clearly. Anyways, so like bringing tools, <laughs> I wouldn't even consider like jack stands and stuff like and jacks and how many, how much water are you bringing? Are you just getting like a bunch of gallon jugs? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I got a bunch of jugs that I'll bring up with me from home. And then, uh, like Brennan and his dad, Todd and Larry, they all have, uh, water jugs too, that we just kind of keep reusing just for, you know, washing your hands and cleaning up dishes and stuff. So I'll we'll always bring, you know, jugs back on the weekend if they come back and then they'll bring them back up full of water and, yeah, we kind of got a little system down. Let's just kind of keep everything filled. So, how often are you like saying, "I'm gonna shower at the camper with this water jug real quick"? Than go to the <laughs> uh, truck stop? Never. I normally go down to the truck stop for <laughs> a hot shower. <laughs> yes, I never showered at the camper. I just drive down. It's yeah. about a half hour away. Go down there and shower down there. It's gotta feel pretty nice. Old showers place. suck. Yeah, they do. But it makes it it makes it pretty like practical. You're like you're washing the important stuff and then you're done. You're not like lollygagging around yeah, and for sure. <laughs> it's not like a pleasure shower. Yeah. It's like Yeah, it's definitely yeah, it's definitely not the most enjoyable shower, but hey, it's a shower. So yeah. All right. And then scent control, if you're not doing running water and you don't have washing machines to be, you know, if you're sweating your clothes up and hiking in and things like that, like how are you dealing with like your garments and things like that? Uh, well, I keep all my stuff, you know, in a bin, I'm sure just like everybody else does. And I, when I, I'll put like pine boughs and stuff in there. And then, uh, like if I come back from a morning hunt or something, I'll just, you know, hang all my camo out in a tree, you know, and come back in and eat something. But I try to keep everything outside just so like, you know, when you're making food or something in the camper that, you know, your, your camo doesn't get all smelled up. I mean, I try to keep everything outside and then, um, I mean, some nights if I'll, I'll keep it, I'll leave it, leave it sit outside overnight too. You know, like I'll come back and I'll just leave it, you know, hang out in a tree and I'll put it on in the morning and, you know, back it in. And like I say, normally I like to wear in like the least amount possible. So you're not sweating as much and then get dressed kind of in the tree. Um, but I do have like, you know, they make those scent free wet wipes and stuff like that. I, you know, wipe down with those, wipe your hair down and, you know, try to stay you know at least <laughs> at least stinky as possible i guess yeah i'm thinking like yeah i've been using my so i got a scent crusher bag i've been using that to wash a lot of my hunting clothes more or less wash in parentheses right but yeah um or quotations not not parentheses anyway it's been nice to not have to like put stuff in the washer dryer but like bo you know it builds up and suddenly it's like man this stinks oh, sure. you know um, I know Greg, you're big yep. into the Merino wool. And before I let you address that, Greg, Sam had a question for you. He said, serious question. Do you have to pay to shower at the truck stop? Yep. Seven bucks. No shit. Really? <laughs> yep. Seven bucks a pop. Come on. So you got to make sure you bring cash. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hey, it's worth it, man. I, yeah. At that point it totally is. But my gosh. I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. That's a good question, Sam. Thanks. No, I don't like Greg. I know you use Marina Wool and you talk about like that doesn't get stunk up too bad. So, like, are you not too worried about your like BO getting like transferred onto the, the clothes and stuff like that, the undergarments? Uh, yeah. 
you know, like like you say, your your base layers they too kind of over time, yeah, stink a little bit. But uh, I mean, I have I, I come home sometimes. I'll come home for a day or something and try to wash, you know, like say your base layers and because you know you're gonna need fresh underwear and stuff too. So I'll come come back quick for a day and try to wash everything, and then I'll go back up, you know, early the next morning and just. As soon as I get there, I'll hunt the rest of the day. Um, but that's that's about it. I mean, the only time I'll ever come home is to get new clothes because uh, there's no point to be home when when you could be up north hunting. So sure, that makes sense. Um, it's a private it's a private parcel. How many acres are you hunting? If you have the whole month off, are you at any point thinking like you might burn it out a little bit, or how are you kind of tackling? having that much time on your hand at a single property or so? Yeah. Um, well, this place that I hunt, like I was saying with my buddy Brennan and them guys up there in the camper, it's about 300 acres, uh, but it's set up super nice. Like it's all top access and you come in through the field up top. So like you say, you could take a four wheeler out to part of the field and then you got to walk in the rest of the way. And then you're all kind of hunting valleys around this field edge and that drops down into huge bowls. Um, off of that field so going in and out of there you don't really disturb too much it's set up pretty nice um but i do have i lease land uh with nate buddy from chase nation we lease some land too uh, a little bit closer to home it's only about an hour away and uh i actually shot a doe there last year gun season uh, that's where nate shot i don't know if you guys saw that or not he shot a nice 10 pointer there uh last fall um and then uh my uncle, he owns some land, about 40 acres right by my house here in town, and I'll go hunt that also, you know. So, I mean, it's I'm pretty lucky to have some options like that to where I'm not just, you know, taking it off, taking time off, and, okay, here's my land I got to hunt, and that's it, you know. It's it's, uh, you know, it's nice to have a plan B and a plan C just in case something does happen. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll bounce around here and there. A few years ago I was hunting – that land that me and Nate have together. I was hunting that every day and I was driving an hour over there, hour home every single day. And then I just kind of got burned out and I went out to my uncle's land and, uh, I ended up shooting the biggest buck of my life with a bow that morning, that big seven pointer that, um, we had on film or got on film. Um, so yeah, it was, I mean, I'm pretty fortunate to have family that owns some land. Um, and like I say, my dad, actually, my dad and his brother, they own 40 acres up in Jackson County, and that's kind of where I grew up hunting. But uh, now I kind of, you know, I got lucky to hunt some of these leases in the western part of the state, and that's kind of where I spend most of my time now. Yeah, it's pretty out there. So, it's where, we, where we do our gun hunting. It's beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's really nice. And there's some big ones out that way, too. There's a lot There's a lot of egg out there, and the the Yep. You know, it's the land's dynamic. There's a lot of bluffs and like a lot of cover and a lot of water and it's just it's a it's a good dynamic kind of um ecosystem out there for them, I think. Yeah, it's pretty incredible over there. You guys over kind of by the Mississippi River or where are we talking? Yeah, we hunt Grant yeah, County right, uh, for a gun. Right where Wisconsin and Mississippi kind of meet up right in there. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's doesn't get much better than that. It's a pretty incredible place over there for, as far as deer hunting goes. I mean, it's unbelievable. 
Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to get the guys together for gun. I mean, that's where we hunt with gun. And, I, you know, I'd like to go out there with a bow, but it just every year I say, oh, I want to do it. And it's like going on year 10. I still haven't done it. So it just keeps not happening that way. Time constraints and things like that. But so what are you doing to like get some of these bigger deer? Like the, the one you talked about that was on film. Like what what's your approach? Um, you know, how are you getting on the mature bucks? Like, you know, private property, everyone says, oh, it's private property. You're so lucky. But that's not always the case. That's not just it doesn't just like deer don't know the the freaking difference you know so if you're, if you're right. hunting that way and you're sharing with a couple other guys you know what are you doing to to get on these mature animals well re- regardless of where you're hunting that those deer they don't owe you nothing you know it's not like right. <laughs> like you you know i mean they're they're just doing their thing and you're you're out there chasing after them it's not like anything's going to get handed to you no matter where you're hunting um you know, I think the biggest thing is the rut is you got to be there um, because you can be having the, you know, the worst season ever. And like my dad used to say, I used to get so mad because I would, you know, just hunt as hard as I could for any day I could, you know, get off like heck even back in high school, any, any weekend I could hunt, you know, and if I was, it wasn't happening, I wasn't seeing deer and you, know, like, you got to keep hunting during the rut because he, he would always say, you know, you can turn your whole season around and in a matter of seconds, it can go from chicken shit to chicken salad right now. You know, <laughs> that hot dough comes by and you might be seeing the biggest buck of your life. You never know. The rut, rut is a crazy time and it's, you know, you need to be in a tree when them doughs start running. So that's kind of the, that's like the, hey, I'm taking this whole month off because this is the time when that kind of behavior is happening. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's when the, you know, you see some crazy stuff happen to them. It's, I mean, and if you're not out there, you know, I mean, that's, it's not going to happen. You're not going to shoot one on the couch. That's for sure. That's kind of how I look at it, especially during the rut, you know, I mean, yeah, you got to be smart about where you're going and how you're getting in there. But I mean, I think especially hunting those bluffs over there, uh, it's really hard to play the wind because, during the rut, them deer will come from anywhere. You know, buck just could be cruising from anywhere, or a doe could come crashing through from anywhere. Like, you know, it's super hard to play the wind. Um, so I just kind of try to keep things simple. You know, I mean, if you're in the woods, you got a you got as good a shot as the guy hunting. You know, ten miles away from you. You know, you just got to be out there. I like that mentality quite a bit. I mean, my dad's had a lot of success with hunting the rut. He takes off pretty much the same time every year, you know, no matter what, he's got these days locked in and he's got a couple of properties that he bounces around to. And I know he listens to the podcast, so I don't know, maybe he'll be like, Eric, you know what the hell you're talking about. But, um, he's had, he's had some good bucks that he's put down and some shots at some other good ones too, that maybe didn't work out so great, but, um, that's it. That's the time of the year where you gotta, you gotta just be out there. Like you'd said. And I tell you what, like there's times where I'm not out there and I'm like, I start to get like really anxious. And I'm like, I know I should be checked into what I'm doing here with the family, but like today is like a day I should be in the woods, you know? So man, am I yeah. interested in having that whole month? Cause, Oh, and then even like the weekdays when there's not as much pressure, you know, on, on the public For that sure. might be surrounding a property that you're on or whatever. It It's like, it makes a big difference. I think. Or maybe the pressure helps sometimes too. I mean, it goes both ways, but yeah. And it comes once a year. You get one crack at it this year and this could be the year, you know, you just don't know. Speaking of only getting like one chance per year, look, there's only so many opportunities where you're actually gonna be at full draw uh, with an animal in your crosshairs. Hopefully that, that buck that you're after or that, you know, eater dough that you're trying to, you know, fill your freezer with. And, um, you know, as we learned from Greg's, 
doe that he got on the opening weekend of the Wisconsin bow hunter. Sometimes you have to have a plan B kind of situation. And uh, I guess this is a good time for us to get into the shot of the week. Okay, folks, the shot of the week is brought to you by Vector Custom Shop. If you haven't heard of these guys yet, if you've been listening to podcasts, I'm sure you have, but you've likely heard of them elsewhere too. They're making some big waves in the outdoor space because they have what's called product-led growth. Their product is just that good that people are flocking to it uh, because it works, right? So they don't even need our help from a marketing standpoint. Uh, We help get the word out there a little bit. Um, But for those that are interested in trying it, look, you can buy a two-pack of test arrows from them to kind of get it dialed in and see what's going to work for you. And then you can move on up to the six-pack or, you know, a full dozen, um, you know, based on your needs and what you need. So be sure to head on over to VectorCustomShop.com. Their customer service is incredible. Uh, Their processes, they're working on them um, really good so far. I think I've had a great experience with them. My my dad has got their arrows. Greg has their arrows. I know a few other people that have their arrows and... You're just going to be really happy with it, I think. Um, so far, they don't have a whole lot of complaints or any that I am aware of. Uh, but if you find something that you like there, uh, whether it's the HMR or whatever, uh, you know, you want to try out, you can use code WHERE, the number two in the word HUNT, and you're going to get 10% off. And I know 10% doesn't sound like a lot, but when you do the 12-pack or the 6-pack or whatever, um, it adds up. So, you know, if you can save some money, please use our code. Um, it's just good for them to track where that stuff is coming from. And if you're not familiar, uh, they are going to build your arrows custom to your specification. So you're going to go to their website and you're going to enter in, you know, all sorts of stuff like your draw length, your draw, your draw weight, um, your style of hunting, the game you're hunting, etc. And they're going to do their magic and configure an arrow that's outfitted with the ethics insert system, um, a spine that's appropriate for what that all equates to, and they're going to ship it right to your doorstep. So you can skip the the stop at the archery shop too if you're busy like me um, or maybe you're not really confident and comfortable doing that stuff. So anyways, vectorcustomshop.com, use code where the number two, the word hunt for 10% off. Let's hear our shot of the week this week. Yeah, well, yeah, I've got a shot with shotgun actually. I hunt, I hunt Illinois, so it's shotgun. Um, that Like I was 13 years old or something when, I, when it happened, it kind of went south. So yeah. <laughs> What happened? Yeah. So basically, um, I did not have a rangefinder. I was like 14 years old. Like the first year, no, I was probably 15. It was the first year I was hunting by myself. Um, I think like probably the second hunt I'd had by myself. Anyway, this this buck walks out like at, um, at the time I thought it was about 55, 60 yards, but not having experience as a hunter, I was like, you know, I thought it was 55, 60 yards and this this buck walks out just like he's supposed to you know and um and anyway so i go to shoot i was shooting a like a um a remington smoothbore and not a gun that you shoot far far distances but anyway so what ended up happening is i shoot the thing and the thing goes down immediately you know i'm like i'm jumped around the tree stand you know, almost falling out and all this stuff because i was like man this is my first buck you know and anyway, I look back up and he jumps back up and here. And so I just started pumping lead, you know, trying to get the thing. But um, what what had happened was we stepped it off later and it ended up being like 100 and 120 yards or something. I was just way off. 
being being just you know inexperienced and stuff like i had no clue honestly i'd shot deer and it was just a wide open field and i didn't figure in all the dips and ditches and all that stuff anyway um no i ended up, i hit him in the leg apparently uh, i felt him a little bit of a little bit of uh flesh and blood and stuff um but yeah that just that just goes to show you know like know your stuff before you take the shot you know it's not it's yeah. not you want to be ethical all the time but you know all right so again thanks to vector custom shop for sponsoring the shot of the week and uh, back to his last point there about being ethical you're going to have a very ethical shot with the vector setup obviously the story was with a gun uh, but when you're shooting trad bow crossbow um, compound bow whatever these arrows are very lethal and they're designed to be ethical so let's get back into our interview Yep, exactly. I mean, yeah, like you say, I mean, you can look at it however you want, but I just try to kind of keep it as simple as you can, like during the rut, you know what I mean? Um, if, if you're not there, it's probably not going to happen. So if you can be out in a tree somewhere during the rut and try to get out there and, you know, who knows what can happen. It's a crazy time of year out in the woods and them hot does come running through and you never know what's going to be behind it. So when you're, when you're hunting on some of these private parcels that you have access to are you doing like um you know a hang on or do you have stationary stands that you're frequenting or like are you what's your approach in in so far as that goes like are you changing up on a day-to-day or based on what you're seeing or not seeing um you know we do, we do have our you know the stationary stands that we normally hunt uh and i pretty much stick to those when i'm hunting them but i mean a couple of years ago, like we were talking earlier about burning out a piece of land, and that's kind of what I did hunting my uncle's land. I just hunted way too hard and was just in there way too much, and I start, wasn't starting to see anything. So I started bouncing around on public land that kind of bordered that, and I was just going and sitting on the ground, you know, kind of on little funnels. I would come out to fields or little runways through the woods, and, I mean, I was not seeing much. And then one day it was like, you know, like I said, the light switch flipped, and I had deer all over and I was just sitting on the ground, like overlooking this little, um, I think it was a hay field and, uh, it was kind of secluded. And there was a couple of runways that come off this hill and, uh, sure as shit, here comes a hot doe and there's a monster eight pointer chasing her. Of course, never did get a shot at it, but it's like, you know, you hunt so hard and you burn out a spot and you try another spot, try another spot. But if you just keep going, you know, you'll kind of put the pieces together and crazy stuff can happen. You know, it's just that time of year. Like, I wasn't really expecting to see anything. I was just sitting down, kind of hunkered in a brush pile, and all of a sudden, here comes Monster Eight Pointer on this public land. You know, and it's the public land around here gets pressured pretty hard too. So, it was uh, it was a pretty special day to see, you know, to see that. Yeah, and it's like just that spot might you, you could be there a totally different day and not see anything, and you could write it off. You know, so really. Yep. And that happened to me a couple of years ago. I yep. talk about it all the time. I was hunting an oxbow and there are eight other dudes on the property, at least eight other cars. And, you know, I didn't see any other hunters, uh, but I, I sure shit did see, you know, three really good sized bucks and, and one small one that was being chased off by one of the big ones. And I was like, Oh my God, this is the rut. This is it. You know, they were, <laughs> this is incredible, you know? And, and I, yep. I could go back there today or tomorrow or whatever. And, you know, I probably wouldn't see a damn thing. Right. Right. Yep. It's just not hot. Yeah, I mean that's like I said, it it can uh, it can be terrible, or you never because you never know. You got to be there, or it could be the best day you ever had in your life. You know, that's how the rut kind of is. I mean, 
and like I say, with me having all the time off, it's like, why, why would you not be in the woods? That's what you took the time off for. So be in the tree somewhere, be in the woods for that matter. Even if you're sitting on the ground, like I was that day a few years ago, you know, just, you got to be out there because crazy crap like that could happen. Yeah, for sure. You never know. Greg, you, you hunt the rut, obviously, right? I don't, I don't know how much time you get off or if you take off dedicated days or if you're just doing the weekend warrior stuff or what do you do for the rut? You talking to me? Unless there's another Greg here, then I must be. <laughs> I I sorry, broke up there. Uh-huh. No, um, uh-huh. I I haven't I haven't uh, taken off any time to hunt the rut. Gosh, probably in a good seven eight years now. Uh, I've been mostly hunting weekends, and I think the last time I did take off to actually hunt the rut. I did have one of those, one of the best days of field kind of things where I had a, 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 I was getting a really wide eight pointer on camera. This was on private uh, by my mother-in-law's place. Um, was getting him on camera very regularly, you know, throughout October, but it was always late at night. And then I decided to get up early one morning. It happened to be the 7th of November and get out into us into the stand of course the moon was up and it was pretty bright and got into the stand and everything was real quiet and all of a sudden i heard a bunch of commotion up the field just on the edge of the woods and here was this monster eight pointer then i heard grunting and then all of a sudden i see these two little bucks chasing a doe and then there was a third little buck and it was just, it was awesome to see all the, all the grunting and the big buck pushing the little bucks off to keep them away from the doe. But that's probably the last time I, I actually took off and rut hunted. Otherwise you're getting off on the, you're getting out on the weekends. So this year for me is one of the first times in a long time, at least where I'm going to be, I think I padded my weekend. I'd have to check. I actually probably should check my calendar, um, for Halloween weekend because that's traditionally always been such a okay. a great weekend of activity. Um, or, or people say like the first week of November, at least where we're at here in Wisconsin, right? Southeast Wisconsin is where I'm going to be doing my hunting. I'm checking my work, my work schedule right now to see what the hell I did here. If anything, Friday, when's that? The last week of October. So I took off. Um, no, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't, I can't tell. Oh yeah. So Friday the 30th. And then Monday the second. So I'm looking to try to do what I can that weekend. Um, so certainly not a month, but it's something, right? right? And I tried to forecast <laughs> what I could with my PTO yeah. days way back in the beginning of the year before COVID and all that jazz, of course. Tyler, are you hunting at all before November for deer? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, all, as of right now, I've only made it out once. I had a good hunt. I hunted uh saturday night of opening weekend uh, and i saw i was out of my uncle's here by my house i saw five bucks and a dolan two fawns um they're all smaller bucks but again i just kind of walked in i was sitting on the ground uh in some brush between two smaller fields and saw a bunch of deer out there it was pretty cool but uh like i say we're kind of busy right now at work and i actually just got a black lab puppy so he's been kind of keeping me busy mm-hmm. too so um, I haven't been able to hunt too much yet, but uh, um, hopefully as, as time goes on, I can get out a little more um, after work and, and on weekends, hunting around here, trying to sneak up north here and there. But 
uh, been kind of busy with the puppy right now. So, but, uh, of course come November, you know, I'll be back there doing my thing, but you bring um, the dog with you when you yeah, go I mean, or you got someone watching him? No, I'll probably have my parents or my girlfriend watch him. So nice. Nice. I don't think he'll do too well up there. Little puppy in the, in the camper all day by himself. He probably wouldn't be too happy about that. Yeah, I suppose. No, separation anxiety will get the best of him, and you might yeah. be missing some, or you might be finding pieces of things. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's kind of fun. Puppies are great, man. A lot of freaking work. Holy crap. Yep, for sure. It's like a it's child fun, that never though. grows I, up. I enjoy it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, especially when you can get them out, you know, doing what you like to do. Like when I had my lab, it was ducks and pheasants and shed hunting and fishing. That dog would go yeah. everywhere with me. But if I left him alone, all hell would break loose. Yeah. Like he was pretty pissed that I left without him. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He wants to go with you everywhere. That's so, I mean, that's how I try to, you know, do with my pup here. I, I take him with me everywhere, everywhere I can anyways, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you well, take them, like, to Home Depot or, like, uh, I think Home Depot lets you bring a dog in. Flea Farm used to. They think they change it because some, some of the like, people in the store, like, complained about it, so they had to uh, redo the rules or whatever on it, but it's kind of nice. I'm like, oh, we'll bring our dog to Home Depot, right? Or wherever else, but... Um, one of the One of the uh, viewers on the broadcast here asked a question. He said, in your opinion, what are the best days to hunt? I prefer October 27th through November 5th and November 20th through the 28th. And he's in Ohio and Pennsylvania. So I don't know um, if anyone has any thoughts on that, that's in the comments or if you got a, a take on that, I'm not sure. Um, I've probably had some of my better days while in Wisconsin, um, actually later in November, like not that first week. I mean, you know, you see kind of like some pre red action, but, uh, when I've had, you know, those incredible days where, you know, you're seeing 20 some deer and you, you know, you can sit there all day long. It's been like, um, from the seventh on, uh, the November 11th been always a really good day for me. Um, but yeah, like that, that kind of, you know, later October or November, sorry, uh, has been, that's when I've personally had some of my better days, but I mean, that. You know, that's just one guy's um, take on this. So I'll take that for what it's worth, I guess. Sounds like I should readjust my, my uh, Halloween weekend a little bit. <laughs> Do the next week, maybe. <laughs> well, I've had, some, I've had some awesome Halloween hunts, too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's those couple, you know, you got your days that you want to always be in the tree. And uh, I guess, you know, like Halloween, the 1st of November. And then for me, it's like pretty much from like the 7th on, it's pretty much, you know, if I if I can bear it and sit there all day, I'm I'm gonna try to, just because that's, you know, for me that's just what's uh, been the best for me. I mean, I'm sure everybody's different, but that's you know what I've had the best luck with. So nice. Uh, I think your cousin Michelle says hi. My cousin Michelle Brooks. Hi Tyler, it's your cousin. Oh, never mind, Matthew. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Michelle, Matthew. There we go. <laughs> well, hey, Matthew. From Michelle's account. Sorry. If I, yep, if I could learn yep. how to read, maybe I'd get it right. <laughs> That's cool. How much scotch have you had? Not enough. I'm I'm telling you, man, I'm under the weather. Greg, I told you to carry this show. You know, you got to help me out here. Put me on your back and, and, and carry me up the podcast mountain like a Sherpa. Oh, Christ. 
I'm operating on fumes here, man. The scotch is probably helping quite a bit, to be honest. It's numbing my throat. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, Kurt commented again, and Matthew Brooks. So sorry, Matthew. Uh, Kurt said, seems like they're searching in those slots for me, not locked down or running does ragged. Sorry, say that again. So uh, one of the comments that came through from Kurt, the one that asked about like Ohio and stuff, he said, it seems like they're searching, they're in searching um, those slots for me, like those time slots that he had mentioned, which were okay. what, um, October 27th uh, through uh, November 5th. And he said they're not, at that point, really seeming, seeming to be locked down or, or running does ragged. Yeah, they, yeah, you know, that's what works for me up here in Wisconsin. I don't know. You know, like say you're hunting different states. Uh, I mean, it could be totally different from where, even from where I'm hunting to where you guys are hunting too. Right. Um, let alone, you know, states away. It's hard saying when one dose come into heat and, you know, that kind of stuff. But uh, like I say, just from where I've been at, that's when I've seen the most rut action has been in that later November time. But I mean, like I said, I've, I've seen chasing too, you know, um, before Halloween. But um, when I see the most of it is is those those later no or later November days, but I think it all kind of you know maybe when it just depends on where you're at, and I think you know what the does are doing when they come into heat. I think that's kind of a lot of it too, you know. Well, and so like I'm, you know, Greg's a better hunter than me. I don't know, maybe you're a better hunter than Greg, and it goes up from there or whatever. But like I, I tend to ask pretty novice questions because I'm pretty beginner, you know, in all honesty in my approach and what I know and, and what I practice and everything. But it seems like, would it be better to be focusing on, like, if they're locked down, that doesn't sound good, right? Because then they're not moving. So you would want them I mean, chasing, right? Well, I'm no expert either. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying that's here. The, the best few days that I've, I've had in the woods. When, when I've seen most deer movement, um, yeah, I don't know. Greg, what do you it's, think? It's hard to say. Well, and everybody's everybody's strategy is different. I mean, you're taking advantage of the ability to take off in November, and right. those are those are time, pretty golden you can't, you days can't be because in. of the amount of deer movement. You know, and there's other guys that that swear by October. There's other guys that are getting it done in September. You know, they prefer to get it done in September before they lose their bucks in end of October into November. So everybody's got their thing and everybody finds their, their strength and then they go with it. That's really what it amounts to. Yep. I agree with that. Uh, my buddy, Cody chase nation guy, um, heck he's made a killing, uh, hunting in September. He's got it done. I think three or four years in a row, um, on nice bucks in September. And he's, you know, he, he gets some pattern and he's got all the food plots and stuff and he goes and makes it happen in September. So, you know, I don't like say everybody's got their strategy and, and mine nice. gave enough time to hunt November. So sure. Well, and if you're like a lot of people too, they do more than just deer hunt. You know, you got, yep. if you can get it done in September, you got all of October, November to go chase migrating ducks and, and, uh, oh, yeah. Musky maybe do <laughs> Yep, you got it. Musky walleye yeah. fish. Yep. Yep. It's a good time of year for everything. It's just getting started. So I like uh, that. no, that's, that's, that's the a best. good point. It's 
Yeah, I've learned more this year about early season than any other year I've been hunting ever. You know, running the, the tactic talk segment, we are trying to do like content that like maps to the season. So we focused that what we've most of the kind of we put up so far under that under that segment has been early season and the number of people that swear by and live by and practice early season hunting by you know, like patterning these deer and capitalizing on it. It's like a new mm-hmm. world for me. I didn't even know that that was a thing because I just hate mosquitoes so much. I was like, I'm not going out early season. It's hot and there's bugs. F that noise. <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm like, with you. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> you can actually pattern these things. This is great. Yeah. You need like 10 thermocells to combat the bugs at that in the early season, but whatever. Guys get it done like well, you just mentioned, you know? If you do get it done early season, I mean, you better make sure you got a great shot on that thing and yep. have a place to hang it and cut it up right now because it's not like, you know, you can let it sit overnight, really. I mean, it's so warm no. nowadays, you know, I mean, early season, and it's just kind of a, you kind of got to be Johnny on the spot with everything. Otherwise, you know, you might lose some meat. And that, for me, I don't want that. I, I eat a ton of venison, so. Um, yeah, you I mean, take any, season, yeah, that's. I was going to ask, are you taking any does um, or like this time of year? I know you said you got out and did one sit so far and saw some deer. Are you taking any does for meat? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If, uh, yeah. If I can, you know, get it, get a good opportunity at one, absolutely. I'd, like I said, I love eating venison. And I'd, yeah, I'll shoot a doe for sure now, this time of year. Oh, yeah. Or if, <clears throat> if it doesn't happen right now, then, uh, you know, later on in gun season or muzzleloader or late season bow, if, if, possible if i can even get out yeah i mean i got nothing wrong with shooting a doe i i love eating venison <laughs> that's one of the best parts about all this hell yeah man good i have um all right so i guess you know we're kind of nearing uh, the end ish um if anyone wants to call in the phone lines are open they're always open but um you know i at this point i'd love to hear man like what your most memorable hunt has been so far uh, and why that was important to you or memorable. Okay. Uh, well, <clears throat> kind of easy for me. It'd be, uh, it was my first, my first, uh, season bow hunting. I was 13 and, uh, my dad's neighbor, mom and dad's neighbor, they let me, uh, old PSC Polaris. And it was about as tall as I was, you know, super old bow. <laughs> and, uh, my dad let me go bow hunting with him and, my uncle and my grandpa up in uh, Jackson County at our family's place up there. And that was like the coolest thing ever, you know, cause you know, I grew up, my dad and my uncles and my grandpa, they were always up there hunting and I finally got to go with. And, uh, I remember it, it was actually November 7th and my dad took me out of school that Friday and we went up there and, uh, um, I wasn't seeing nothing that Friday morning. And uh, we had walkie-talkies back then, so we were talking to each other. And my grandpa and my uncle and my dad were all seeing deer, and I wasn't seeing nothing. And I don't know. All of a sudden, here comes this little spike, and I see them kind of trotting out in front of me. And I had this. My grandpa's actually old grunt call, and I grunted at him a couple times, and he kind of stopped. And sure as shit, he started walking right at me. I'm like, no way, you know, like holy crap, this might actually happen. And he actually came in at 20 yards and turned broadside and I pulled back and I absolutely <laughs> drilled him. And I was like, no way. You know, the first deer I've ever shot. I was like, holy shit. And it took off running. I watched it run through the woods and it tripped over a log and fell over right there. And it was like, holy shit. You know, like 
you know, all the hunt shows you watch when you're a kid and, you know, just dreaming of the day you could actually go do it yourself. And I went and shot one and it was like the best thing ever. And it was really cool because everybody was there. My grandma was up there. Uh, my grandpa, who is no longer with us anymore, he was up there. And so it was just a cool experience to get to share, you know, my first bow kill with everybody and everybody to be there with me. So um, that's one I'll never forget. It was, uh, it was a pretty special day. That's pretty cool, man. That sounds yeah, like a- super familiar to like, I'm, I think I'm 35 now. I think, did I just turn 35 in March? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I'm either did, did you get your age? Yeah, I totally did. This did is you not get the first arp, time this happened. Did you get an ARP card in the mail yet? No. <laughs> but that sounds like pretty close to like how I remember being the t- being a kid and, and hunting, man. That's, that's a great story. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Like you say, you know, I was always looking forward to the time when I could finally go up north with everybody and, and, you know, you finally get to do it and, you know, you hunt all fall and you finally shoot one. And, you know, I didn't, you didn't, you don't know what to expect, you know, your first time ever, you know, letting your, your arrow go in a, an actual animal. It's like, holy crap, you know, you're like in shock. And I remember seeing my fletching just buried right behind the shoulder and it was like, no way. Like I did it. You know, it was, it, it was really cool. I'll, I'll remember that forever. I love it. Awesome. Remember the first deer I had a shot at? I was in the Nicolay National Forest. I was right off the road on this, like, you know, whatever. It was just like, you know what? This looks fun. There's lots of traffic here. So sure as shit, I actually see a deer. No one else did. But I could have spit on it. It was a doe. She was right below me. And I called my dad on the walkie-talkie. And I'm like, there's one right here. What do I do? He's like, put the walkie-talkie down. Turn your safety off and shoot the freaking thing. What are you doing? I was like, oh, yeah, okay. You know, and by the time I got to that point, I was like, you know, it ran off, and I was like, oh, well, that was pretty exciting, you know, and I was just jacked to have seen something. You don't see anything up there. Yeah, it's it's awesome. You remember that stuff forever. Yep, yep. Super cold day, and they're like, wow, I can't believe you saw a deer right here off the road. I was like, well, that's, I don't know. That's where I saw it. <laughs> that's where the tracks were going. I thought maybe one would come by, you know. I was super young. I had no clue what I was doing. Still really don't have a clue what I'm doing. If uh, If you ever talk to Greg, he'll tell you. I don't think any of us really do. That's why we keep going out and learning and learning every time we go. That's right. You know, you always learn something new. It's just like going to work every day. If you have a job where you aren't learning something new every day, maybe it's time to switch occupations. Yep, exactly. What do they say? Like if you yep. if you if you learned everything, then you should probably stop hunting. You know. Yeah, exactly. You should. You know, I try to learn something every time you go out in the woods. I mean whether you're successful or not, there's always something to learn, you know, Greg and I are doing this pot. Like I've been doing the podcast for nine ish years and Greg joined on last year, uh, on episode a hundred when I lost my voice and everything went to hell. Uh, <laughs> not because of Greg, <laughs> but like, <laughs> it might've been, we, we've learned so much by talking to people like you and we do it every week, you know? And so we're just cramming all this knowledge in. And so this season, in fact, like I think Greg, I was just talking, I was asking the question, like, how do we apply some of this stuff? Like, how do we close the gap? What do we need to do? How do we think differently? How do we, you know, like get it done? Um, it's so we're, we're trying to apply knowledge now We're we're not just like soaking in and like going, Oh, that was cool to learn. Like we're trying to figure it out, you know, and apply it and see what yep, happens yep. and learn. I'm the same way. I mean, putting in. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. 
No, no, man. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was just saying it, it starts putting in the time. That's yep. how you can learn. You got to put the yep. time in. Well, having sure. that having that whole month off, like I know you and I had chatted last night a little bit, and having that much time in the woods to just I honestly like to be a young spirited kind of kid mentality for all like bounce around in the woods and like taking that time, knowing you have the time to just go deeper or, you know what? I have the time. So I'm going to, I'm going to explore this or I'm going to learn that. I'm going to figure this. I'm going to see what he's really doing here. Like I'm going to dive into that area. Having that exploration component because you have the time compounds your learning. So you can apply what you learned in week one of PTO for the month to week two and then so on and so forth all the way through to the end of the month. I just, and then that carries on to the next year. I think it's just fantastic. It's a great approach. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously my dad taught me pretty much everything I know. And I, was, I still call him, like, when I'm up there, I'll call him every night when I get back and tell him what happened and be like, you know, what? why did this deer not come in when I start raised at him? Or, you know, and I call my dad all the time. You know, my dad, will, he, he got an answer for everything. So he's like, he's my guy that I always call and ask about, you know, everything. But like you said, just being in the woods so much and just, just taking everything in and just watching how, you know, how these deer move through the woods. I mean, you know, you see so many deer come off this, this one hillside and, you know, come down off of this little saddle and work through here. You're like, Oh, well maybe that's a, that's a pretty good spot for a stand. You know, you never thought of that, but like say you sit out there and you have a whole month to sit in the woods and watch deer walk around. It's, you learn a lot from just watching deer too. And then, you know, like I say, I always call my dad and ask him, you know, what do you think? Should I move stand here? Should I, you know, this is what I saw today. What do you think? You know, so, but being out there and then having my dad, you know, being able to call him all the time, it's, you know, you, you learn a ton. But like you said originally, I mean, just the time being out there and just, just watching them and, you know, do their thing, watching the deer just do their thing. And it's, you, you just learn a ton from just being out in the woods. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. The times you get to see them and lay eyes on them, you start to process things a little bit differently. I call my dad too. Uh, mm-hmm. every, uh, he's the first person I call for anything. Even if I see a deer in the field driving, I'm like, duh, you wouldn't believe it. I just saw a 12 pointer, you know? And he's like, cool. I'm like, but no, I saw it. I thought of you and I called you. And he's like, all right, great. I'm, I'm working, you know, or whatever. But in yeah. most, his answers are, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, deer do what they do. I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, well, okay. Well, I don't know either. You know, neither of us know what the hell we're doing. Great. <laughs> right <laughs> yep that's funny yeah well it's nice too like a lot of the guys on chase nation like cody and uh my buddy nate on chase nation joe braun that guy you know yeah we he's had him on. smart he's he's a cool dude you know yeah he's i mean all these guys are super intelligent hunters um brad warwinski you know he's he hunts a crazy bunch of public land crazy spots and that guy knows a lot of stuff too i mean it's it's nice to have all these guys right at you know, tip of your finger on your phone. And if you got a question, you call them up and just talk to them. I mean, these guys are all super knowledgeable. Sounds like I'm gonna have to add a couple of folks to my speed dial other than Greg and my dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might want to call some of them guys. Them guys yeah. know what they're doing. I'll tell you what, you guys want to follow me around with a camera for a day. I'll tell you everything, what not to do. And be like, here's <laughs> seven things you don't do. And it'll just be me fucking around in the woods. <laughs> Blooper reel. That's funny. Well, dude, thanks for your time on the show tonight, man. An hour goes by quick. We're right at the end. So, you know, um, 
you know, how do people get in touch with you or Chase Nation if they have questions or if they want to learn more? Um, point them in the right direction for us real quick. I hit up the Chase Nation Facebook page. Um, Chase Nation's also on YouTube, Amazon, Carbon TV. Uh, check us out all there. Um, otherwise, I'm on Instagram and Facebook also. So if you want to get a hold of me personally, uh, Tyler underscore Brooks four on Instagram and then um, Tyler Brooks on Facebook. So if you guys have any questions, um, say hit up the Chase Nation pages and, you know, subscribe on the YouTube channels and say we're on Amazon and uh, Carbon TV. Um, check us out. And if you have any questions, just shoot me or anybody from Chase Nation a message and be happy to help. Rock on. Well, yeah, cool. you guys are pretty pretty good about answering questions, so it's pretty pretty hands-on. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, like I say, that's how you learn a lot of things. You ask questions, and you know, you, I'm always learning too. Everybody's always learning. I don't know, I don't know a ton. I'm I'm still learning too. So, if you got something you want to share with me or anybody else, I'd love to learn, man. It's like a sponge; you got to soak in all the information you can. So, yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Yeah, trying to apply it and see what happens, and then you you learn a little yeah, more absolutely. doing that. So it's cool stuff. Well, thanks again, and everybody, please go check out Chase Nation. They got great stuff out there. Their content is polished it's really smooth it's good storytelling it's fun to watch and it's very relatable so yeah, i'm obviously a fan so i'd keep talking to you guys <laughs> every maybe i'll get maybe i'll run through the whole the whole crew one of these days and we'll get everyone on here but over time anyways thanks again man we're gonna go ahead and end the live feed and as everyone knows we produce the same night so um you know we're gonna get this thing buttoned up and in, in podcast land and ready to listen on your way into work or whatever the hell you do for, for the rest of your week so thank you What's up, everyone? Anthony Heller is here with Deer Vane, and this week's tip of the week has to do with changing deer patterns throughout the year. And we're talking specifically about that early October timeframe right now. Um, a lot of deer will change their patterns in this early October timeframe. They'll go from their summer pattern to kind of their pre-rut rut pattern. And what that does is it just kind of shifts their territory. They really start marking out their boundaries. They really quit hanging out in bachelor groups and food sources change as well. So if, you, if you've been seeing deer in a specific area and all of a sudden they're not there or you have your trail cameras up and you're seeing good bucks in a specific area and all of a sudden they're not there, it's because they've shifted their pattern. Now, you can look at it as a detriment, but at the same time, I like to look at it as an opportunity. They've been in those summer patterns for the last you know four, five, six months, and they're very familiar with their territory. And now they're shifting that territory and they're doing something new which gives you an opportunity to sneak in there and catch them in unfamiliar areas or unfamiliar places. Also, you can start catching them on scrapes, um, different rub lines, different new food sources. So look at it as an opportunity, shift your trail cameras, shift your strategy. And you know, if, if something really worked for you up until now, it might not work well for you in October just because of that pattern change. So be prepared for that and just, and you gotta start trying new things. It seems like every time I catch on to what they're doing, all of a sudden their patterns change and they're moving to the next thing. But that's why historical data is so important. And uh, and if you can figure that out and figure out that pattern change and get ahead of that curve, you are very likely to to get yourself in a good good situation where you get an opportunity. All right, hope that helps, guys.
I like that Anthony is a glass half full kind of uh, person. I appreciate the optimism and capitalizing on a deer being in an unfamiliar area. Great tip. If you haven't checked out DeerVane, please go to DeerVane.com. Subscribe to Anthony's YouTube channel, uh, his Instagram, all that stuff. Congratulations on the elk you got. You have a ton of meat. I can't wait for you to share some with me. I know we're planning a hunt in the first week or two of October, so I fully intend to partake in some of that with you. So super excited to hear about that story from you, man. And uh, congratulations again. Just a couple of like, I don't know, last uh, minute things here. Congratulations to all the winners for the giveaway. Um, we had Tonson won twice last time. He won twice again this time. He put in double entries. He's paying 10 bucks a month to our Patreon subscription. So by doing so, he gets double entries. If you pay five bucks a month, you get a single entry. Um, so congratulations, we gave away an Exodus Lift 2 trail cam with a solar a solar panel, a half dozen Vector Custom Shop arrows built to your specifications. Tonson won both of those things. Uh, we also gave away uh, an HHA Tetris single slight, uh, sorry, I can't talk for crap tonight, a single pin sight to Alex, an HHA USA hat and shirt to Austin, an OKS Hunter hoodie to Matt, and a where to hunt custom wood grain tumbler decal and sticker to Noah and a TNK bino harness to Mao Yang. So uh, congratulations, you guys. Look, the odds for winning are pretty good when we only have 12 people subscribed and uh, we're giving away, we gave away what, seven prizes. So that's more than half the people winning. That's pretty great. So we're going to continue to ratchet things up and do more bigger things for the next go around. We do it every three months. So you have the next three months to sign up. Um, by being in there, you're supporting the products that we're going to be purchasing for the giveaway. The more money we have, the better and bigger and the more prizes we'll be able to give away. So that's how that all works. Uh, it's pretty neat. You can go to our website, where to hunt and go to the giveaways page and you can sign up through there. It'll take you to our Patreon page and all that good stuff. So it's pretty easy, pretty straightforward. And, uh, when you sign up, we'll send you a koozie and a sticker to say, Hey, thanks. Um, what else do we got? What else do we got? I think that's the biggest main thing that was probably what I wanted to call out other than, you know, thanks for the ratings and reviews. Uh, you know, I see those things coming through, so I appreciate it. If you haven't given us one, like, you know, it really does mean quite a bit to us and we like to see that for feedback. So we know what we're doing. We haven't seen a review in a while. I see the ratings coming through, but if you, you know, want to give us a, a, your two cents, good or bad, we'd love to hear it. So there's that. Um, that's all I got for everybody for now. So I'll let you guys go. There's a cold front coming through. I'll be in the woods this weekend for sure. So looking forward to that. I hope everybody has a great week and uh, hunt public.